I've got one question for you. Why'd you bring that up? Why'd you bring that up? Don't you believe that you, yourself, caused, brought on all these problems? You needed me. All I had was my physical and mental powers. Hi, I'm Will. I'm Taylor. Suck it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just cold selling it right there. This is another episode of Why'd You Bring That Up? It's my, heel, it's my heel turn day. Let's uh, let's hit him with a wellness check. How are you guys? Uh... Yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> oh, are you talking out. to me or are you talking to them? I wasn't really sure. I was on the fence on whether I should respond or not. Because I thought you were talking to an audience that's like listening. So I figured like you say, how are you guys? And they'd be like, Good. While they were like listening to the podcast. Well, you know, we're on break, and uh, well, you know, someone's probably driving in their car right now, listening to this with some friends, and they're like, you know, I'm doing really good. We're in people's lives. I figured that's each and every what you were single doing. week. That's why I paused for a second and gave us some dead air time, because I figured, you know, if they want to answer, let them answer. But then they also get that weird like. That's exactly. I'm, I'm gonna keep it too. It was excellent. Uh, we've been doing things a little bit different lately around here, so if you're new for the ride, uh, welcome. But obviously, you're a lifelong fan. If you've been listening, you know we've been doing big dick shit, and we keep doing big dick shit. I actually don't think we mentioned him at all on this podcast, but shout out to Ireland guy. Hope you're listening to these each and every single yeah, week. Yeah, I hope so too, man. I really love you. Usually, uh, we have birthdays that go on. Wait, I'm and- not done with Ireland guy. I hope that uh, we're your Blarney Stone. Yeah, whatever the fuck that is. He'll, he'll know. Okay. It's an island thing. You wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't know. Usually we hit you with some birthdays right here, and I don't know if I started to research it, got sidetracked, and then never got a birthday, or if we don't have birthdays. But yeah, I don't have any for you today. But if it's your birthday and you're in the wrestling world, happy birthday to you, bitch. Yeah. Love you, bitch. Saw, dude. Ain't never gonna stop loving you. Ain't never. Bitch. That sounded nice. We should make an album. Okay, let's make a new mixtape. Let me tell you about this idea I had before we get into this. I know this is real important stuff, but... Okay, we're going to so, do this on the podcast? Yeah, it's, it's important. So, I was thinking about it today. A Frisbee is just a smashed ball. Why'd they make a Frisbee? Like, what's the point of a Frisbee? Is it for someone who's unathletic? Like, it doesn't make sense. You do the same thing with the Frisbee you do with a ball. You play catch with it, right? No. Yeah, you throw it to your friends and play catch. But you're not, like, running and getting tackled with the Frisbee. Yeah, but you're not running and getting tackled with a ball you play catch with either. You're just throwing it to your friend. Wait, is there a specific ball for that? Yeah, it's a circular ball. You know, like a little, like, here, catch this ball. Oh, no. You've got me lost right now. So I was thinking, I just don't understand the idea. So why do you need to smash a ball into a cylinder to have more fun? People are so fucking spoiled. Just throw a regular-ass ball. You know what I mean? Why do we create new things? Well, yeah, why the fuck would anyone innovate? Yeah, that's stupid, right? Yeah. That's fucking dumb. Cool. cool. Anyway, I'm sorry, I just got sidetracked, because that Frisbee thing just really fucked my head up today. Has that ruined your entire day? Yeah, dude, it's just like, people just make unnecessary bullshit all the time, you know what I mean? Like, you need a fucking Frisbee, just throw that fucking ball in the backyard, Timmy. I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like you're a little bit entitled. Yeah, well, I think that the Frisbee makers are entitled. They're just looking for a quick buck. <laughs> They got one. These are the real problems we need to be putting yeah, I swear. time and money into in this world. <laughs> Everyone's so concerned with the hubba baloo in the world right now that we're uh, not focusing on the real Frisbee dilemma of 2021. I also have a great idea to make some real money. 
Do a podcast? Well, yeah, that's one of the things I'm doing. But uh, so check this out. So you know how you have like Shazam? Do you like push it and it tells you what song you're listening to? No. You know that app? You don't know Shazam? No. Okay, so there's an app that you push the button, and if there's a song playing, it'll tell you what the song is. Okay. So, essentially, you take a picture of what you're eating and send it in to this website or app, and it'll tell you what song you should play while you're listening to it. So, imagine I have, like, a Whopper meal sat out on my tray at Burger King, and I take a picture of it and send it in. It would send back, like, a... You know, like Ride the Lightning by Metallica. No, so Michael Bolton. <laughs> That's fair too. So you could go a lot of ways. You could also throw in some '90s rap for like some like steak and shit, because it would fit well. So let me get this straight. You just bastardized creating new things, but now you're pitching a new idea. <laughs> I'm an open book, brother. I'm okay. spinning on all sides. Well, I'm like a I'm like a dreidel. Let's get to the chapter of this book where we talk about some wrestling history. All right, I got you. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Royal Rumble. That's the thing in January. And 19 years ago today, WWF presented Royal Rumble from the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. Did you just do three W's? Did you say WWF? Or was it two? You'll have to listen to it back. All right, I will. And that's the mystery of that. And Triple H ended up winning the Royal Rumble that year. You know who he eliminated? Who? Perk Kurt. Perk! Yeah. uh, Did Perk at least throw him once real high in the air? I hope. I mean, go back and watch it. I will. We're watching Royal Rumble soon, if you haven't already heard that episode. Seven years ago today, though, on Raw from Dayton, Ohio, Dave Bautista made his first appearance in WWE since quitting the company in 2010. And when he quit back in 2010, it was fucking hilarious. He was like in a wheelchair, casted up on his leg and stuff. He was like, I quit! I quit! I quit! And he was like a baby back bitch about it. Was he in an I quit match? No. He just didn't want to be in the wrestling. He lost a match like out of pay-per-view and then came out and was like, fuck this place. That makes sense. Went and starred in Guardians of the Galaxy, and I used the term starred loosely. He was really funny in those movies. He was a good... Okay. Honestly, I watched Stuber the other day. Have you seen it? No. It's like a movie about a taxi driver and him. He's like a FBI Oh, I know what you're talking about. It was not the worst movie ever made. But when you say the word star, I am expecting the lead actor. He is a part of the cast. Okay, Chris Pratt is the star. Let's exactly. be honest. But he is a good chunk of that movie. Yeah, but it's like saying that he starred in the Avengers, which I've but also heard But he was in people. the Avengers. But he didn't star in it. But he is one of the heroes. So if they're he, going to put together a list, he's uh, probably as important as Wanda, which is a, one of the Olsen twins. But I'm also Sister, not, little sister. But I'm also not saying she's starring in this movie. I'm saying, I think that if you're a member of the Avengers... Okay, he's not. But like... Then you're a star. Like, he's a member. He's one of the superheroes in the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like he stars. Go ahead, Drax. Do your thing. I do want to talk a little bit more about the show, though, because on the same show, CM Punk defeated Billy Gunn. This would be his last match before he walked out of the company. What a weird thing. So I do want to say some things about this that are silver linings of him leaving the company. He's living such a better life now. Not only that. So what he did is he wanted to create change and create a positive environment for smaller wrestlers Mm, who don't get the views like a bigger wrestler does. So what he would do is get pushed down by John Cena every week, essentially, correct? Yeah, no, and... They would hoe him for John Cena because John Cena was 
The poster boy. He was the one doing the make-a-wishes, but everybody's doing the make-a-wishes. He's the only one getting the publicity, right? So WWE does this thing where they conveniently only build new talent when their guy at the top of the mountain's about to come down. Yeah, right. Or they're bringing someone back to squash new talent, like The Rock. Yeah. So the thing is, what I'm, what the point I was trying to get to before I got sidetracked is he quits, and then it conveniently makes room for Daniel Bryan to get his yes movement push. Correct. It didn't necessarily make room, but, but that, that did... pay per view was the first one he went over in after he left. So they started pushing him as soon as CM Punk leaves. Kind of by like a happy accident. Yeah, type by deal. a happy accident because they had an opening on the card because he said, "You know what? Fuck it." And then. Daniel Bryan comes in and gets pop, and then they don't have a fucking choice. Yeah, okay. So, so, you know what I mean? So, in perspective, he did get a lot of people a push. Like, not only that, because once the Daniel Bryan domino falls, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, people that are smaller guys that aren't huge, you know what I mean, are getting pushes left and right, who are good on a mic and who can ring work but aren't as big. Well, that was a big... You can thank like Paul Heyman for that. He was always big on building new talent, and that's kind of and he would have been fired had it not been for Paul Heyman. Oh yeah, no. So that for one, well, at one point, he told them they said you need to fire him, and he said I'm not. Yeah. So all shouts out to Paul in this respect. A lot of respects. He's pushed wrestling the right direction a lot of times, as many times as he's pushed it the wrong direction. I know. So I mean, it's it's a it's an ever turning tight or walk walk on a tightrope for him. I wouldn't be me though if I wasn't very uh, critical yeah. of people's actions. But he's definitely got some faults. But he's also really really talented at what he does. It's kind of the same with like Chad Ochocinco. God, is he so good on the field? His cuts were amazing. Nobody could handle the way he switched. His footwork was insane. But his off field shit made you look at him like he wasn't the best receiver in the league. Yeah, no, I feel that. And it's the same with Paul Heyman. He's the best at his job, but he's also a liar. Yeah. So it's one of those things. Well, let's go ahead and bring it up, even though we were already kind of balls deep in it. And let's talk about CM Punk getting released on his wedding day. So if you didn't know, he was sent his termination papers either on his wedding day or like the day after when he was like going to his honeymoon. I can't remember exactly what day. Do you think it was a happy accident or do you think it was a power move? I think it was a power move. Uh, from... From all reports, Triple H and CM Punk did not get along at all. He was a like CM Punk was the guy who would go up to him and call him Paul. So are we <laughs> are we seeing Triple H is the same as Vince McMahon at this point? There are times where you can't tell the difference. I'm just gonna be blatantly honest. I because seen, I'm noticing like I just was listening to CM Punk tell a story about them offering him a movie. Uh, 12 rounds two or something uh-huh. and uh, triple h is the one that pitched it to him he's like look we're going to give you this movie it'll be great for your career you're going to get squashed by john Cena in the movie but it's going to be great for your career and he was like this is the same week as the european tour and i'm the champion uh, i can't and he's like it's not the same week he's like we've both been doing this for 20 years and doing the same european tour at the same time every year this is the dates of the european tour and he said, well, I'll go, I'll go check it, and I'll call you back. The next day, he found out on the news that Randy Orton got the job. They gave it to Randy Orton instead without telling him. So he called him. He's like, dude, you couldn't have called me. Like, you couldn't have dropped a line and said, hey, we're going to go a different route. I have to find out on the internet. I was listening to the interview with him and Renee Paquette on her new podcast, and he was talking about how 
even after he got out of the business, like years later, he would run into these people that he knew from back when he was in wrestling. And he would hear stories of like things that were pitched for him that never even got to him. And, you know, so it's, there was, they were constantly going out of their way to prevent people from taking roles that they felt would paint them in a bad light or they felt didn't properly represent the image they wanted to be known for. How much do you think this goes back to them just not liking small guys? Because I think think a lot of this is Vince not wanting to book people like him. It's a rare rare occasion with Jericho being as short he is that he got so much push because a lot of people that are his size don't. You know what I mean? I think it's a control thing more than anything. I I believe that they like yes men. And like people always talk about how Vince surrounds himself with yes men, but I think as far as people who represent their company, they want people who are going to flat out bullshit everyone and not tell the truth and go, yeah, no, everything's fine type shit. You know what I mean? So here's what I found the most interesting about this podcast. Like I know the pipe bomb and all that shit is so dynamic and crazy, but the way that they pay their people is like insane because it used to be that they could back a young guy into a corner by saying, there's nobody else that's going to pay you money like this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, say CM, CM Punk said, look, I'm worth, what, $8 million, right? Uh-huh. They're not going to pay him $800 million. They're going to pay him $500,000 because they have to turn a profit. But he can't back out and quit because where is he going to go? That's not the case anymore. If they're going to fuck you on money and not give you your worth, you have other options now. Well, and the thing is, is they're not even paying great now. And especially with, you know, pandemic era wrestling, like they don't, ha- they've completely removed house shows. They're not getting the money from the doors at a house show. They're not getting money from the merch, st- the merch sales from people who can't afford internet and shit like that. I know that sounds like a weird thing to say people who can't afford internet, but there's plenty of people in America who don't have resources like everyone else like general access to the internet or maybe they have internet but they're not in a position where they can where they have a debit card or a way to purchase shit online so maybe going to this house show and getting a wrestling shirt is their only way to do it it sounds weird but it's a reality in this world uh so they're losing all this money and then with all the twitch shit it's just a whole hot mess i also didn't realize how long this has been going on this uh, let's not give you any outside income game that they're playing. I thought that the Twitch and the cameo thing was the first straw, but this has been going on well through CM Punk's career too. Like oh, yeah. several times where he's been like offered things and little things like that he wanted to do, and they're like, "Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yep, we're not going to cross promotion you with UFC, and you're not walking him to the ring. Absolutely fucking not." Yeah, because they want people. They want to choose who's going to be in those spots. Didn't someone else did? That's such a yeah. Triple H did it a week later at a boxing match. Yep. So there you it's go. It's just it's it's a it's a dumb thing to do to not want to get more eyes on your product. Like I don't understand the marketing perspective of don't put more eyes on me, don't draw attention to our product. Like well, it's free publicity is what it is. With UFC, I feel like Vince doesn't want to take people's eyes off of his product and put them on the but UFC. But it's not like they were on the same night. All CM Punk was going to do was walk his friend to the ring. Well, what I'm saying is people will see that and see UFC and see what UFC is about and go, well, actually. Fighting's fun. This is why I liked wrestling all along. But in the UFC, I don't have to deal with all this bullshit uh, soap opera shit. But that's why pe- most people are watching it is for the angles. They're not a lot of people. I like you might be watching it for the wrestling. 
I'm not watching it for that. Well, I'm watching it for the storylines too, but the problem is when you're shooting fireballs at people, I don't want to watch it. I I honestly have not watched wrestling in like a week or two. Um, I've kept up to date. I you know I'm following it. Um, I've watched selected stuff like I watched TNA like last week or something like that. But it's always been like this: like they're handed a golden egg and they somehow find a way to squander a golden egg. The same thing with the lighting the fiend on fire. It's a genius angle. It's brilliant. It gets everyone's eyes on you. And what do you do? The next week, you squander that angle by doing the same fucking thing. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's blatantly stupid. They could have made so much money off the fucking pipe bomb. I also just think how they set him on fire was stupid. I, I thought that was fine. I Honestly, I thought it was it was a good marketing campaign to get yourself eyes, which is what you need. Okay, if this isn't the first time they've done something ridiculous with The Fiend, though. Think about Hell in a Cell. When you look at that Hell in a Cell finish and then you look at this finish, it's like, hey, we killed this guy's push entirely. We've somehow gotten him a lot of attention back and managed to rebuild him, and now we're going to go ahead and throw it away again. You know, and that's the problem But it's always it. been like that. They have a habit of squandering good storylines to try and build something else for somebody that doesn't need the storyline. In the aspect of what we're talking about, it was The Rock. Keeps coming back, keeps leaving, keeps coming back, and they're going to squander everything they have to bring The Rock back. And that's why CM Punk dropped the title to Rock, so he could have that dream match at WrestleMania that was supposed to be a one-time thing that happened twice. Right. So it's just, it's a reoccurring thing where they get handled that egg, and it's like, oh, God, you could do so much with this. And right now, they're so desperate to find ratings because they're almost losing. They're pretty close at this point to being taken down. They've, I believe AEW has outdone them at least once now so the golden egg is being cracked by other people who, yeah. who have good writers and who have fresh eyes way to bring it back so i don't know i think what do you think they can do to fix the issue because right now it seems like maybe they need to find somebody new to write wwe it's, yeah so it's not one thing they can do it's uh or is vince gotta go well, that's always the question, but I don't... Here's the thing. I don't think Vince leaving at this point would truly impact it. I think they need... For us to get wrestling that we truly care about, they need to stop worrying about maximizing their profits. The bigger problem besides Vince is they want to maximize their profits. They don't understand, though, the way to do that is to make a quality product, not have people write or ripping up scripts an hour before and just putting or throwing shit at a wall to see what sticks wrestling has been successful for how many fucking years now i don't care if you retell me a story i've already been told find a way to make it fresh but make it believable i don't believe these fights mm -hmm. i like there's... do you think you don't believe them because it's the same fight that we're seeing over and over again whether it be randy or and ray mysterio baron corbin ray mysterio ray mysterio and whoever else he's fighting with this week that but you see the same things or pretty much yeah exactly because you see the same tropes trotted out every week i cannot tell you how many times i have seen a match be booked because someone got beat up backstage or a main event was booked into a six-man tag team match because 13 people interrupted each other in the beginning of well the i got an idea shake the world up and let roman reigns take a fucking huge loss no go ahead and open up an episode of television with a fucking wrestling match just go right into it. Be like, welcome to SmackDown. We're going right into it tonight. We have great fucking action for you. Like, build it up. Like, don't have someone sh 
And also, for the love of God, stop hiring Goldberg again and again and again and again and again. He can't fucking wrestle. He's too old. And he's dangerous. I had seen a post earlier saying that Goldberg and Drew may or may not be canceled because of the whole COVID thing with Drew. And that instead, they should have Goldberg win the Royal Rumble to have that match at WrestleMania. And that would be a good idea. And I was like, that is a bad idea. What do you think about like... uh... I just want them to push Kevin Owens at this point. Like, I'm to the point now where I would take all the push for Kevin Owens because he deserves it. Maybe book him with Goldberg and let him beat Goldberg. How dope would that be? Oh, no, it would be amazing. I've been saying that forever, dude. Book Kevin Owens to the moon, and no one will because Vince doesn't like chubby guys. Or short guys. Or anyone who doesn't look like Sable. <laughs> so he just, yeah, it's okay. It's fair enough. And. Uh, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. This you wouldn't want to see Kevin Owens in a sable towel? Let's do it. This has been another episode of Why'd You Bring That Up? If you haven't already, go like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Jaded Rasslin. You can follow our personal Twitters at, at Godfieri, at TaylorHassler1, and at JobinRogue. And make sure you tell your friends, your mom, and Taylor, who do you want them to tell this week? Uh, John Tapper. You know, bar rescue guy? Yeah. I like him. All right, cool. Yeah. Shout out to you, Tapper. I'm pretty sure on Apple Music you can rate and leave a review, so it would be super cool if you could do that. Or just follow us on Spotify. Also, tell Ireland Guy we said hello. Yo. We're putting these episodes out every week for you on Wednesdays, no matter what. And on a bi-weekly basis, we are putting out Jaded Family Discussions. We have new content coming at you all the time, and we are gearing up for Season 2 of the main series in February. Keep your eyes peeled for that. And until next time, we'll see you on Wednesday, brother. Stay jaded, bitch. <laughs>